passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe. Joined not this time by Ramsey Von Damsey, Reek Von Deek, Rhaegar Von Dagar, Renaris Von Daenerys. It's Rondarian Von Dondarian. He's not here. Ryan Davies not here. Instead, we have Game of Thrones expert Chris Scheimsheim. How are you? Hey, hi, howdy. How are we doing, Keith? We're doing very well. Shime, all month long, actually the last couple of months, you've been doing Game of Thrones recaps. Sure have. They've been airing on the Mac and Goo podcast, also on the Dork uh, YouTube channel. I think we have five, maybe going on six seasons available on the YouTube. I assume you're going to be doing season seven sometime this week. You know it. Yes. And season eight, just around the corner, April 14th, it's going to start. It's six episodes. Oh, by the way, this is going to be spoilers for all seven seasons, all, what, 67 total episodes to this point. Uh, I would just say this is one of the greatest TV shows of all time. And uh, if you are, question. If you are worried about maybe you're not sure if you want to dip in, dip in. Made the final four in the dork bracket. It did. Yeah, that was one of the uh, – all the other ones had been done, too. And this is – so the finale, and we'll get into this, like how this ends – could also really determine some of the other great shows of all time. Breaking Bad, Seinfeld, uh, The Wire, The Sopranos. They've all had sort of different, you know, series finales that yeah. have left people kind Even of wanting show more. Like Lost, where people right? loved it for a really short right. period of time, right. comes in with this really weird ending and people don't know how they feel. No, that's true. My favorite thing, my favorite thing going right now, the thing that makes me the happiest is my dad had never watched Game of Thrones. And right around Christmas, I set him up with the HBO. I go, you got you got to dip, you got to watch Game of Thrones. I think you'd really like it. He watched 
all seven seasons in like three weeks. It's insane. He just shotgunned the whole thing and he loved it and he's talking to me about all the characters now. So if you haven't started it or it's one of those things, and I'm actually, I assume, because most of the people I talk to have seen it, so I assume everybody has seen it. But then every once in a while you run into people like, oh, I haven't, I haven't watched it. I'm like, oh. Well, you, you can. You, you have, probably you have time. That. You have because everybody. There's only six episodes in season eight, and everybody's going to be talking about them. That's what it's going to be in April. That and Endgame. It's yeah. going to be those two things. That's all anybody's going to be talking about. It, and this is probably like one of the most, if not the most, hyped up season of television in the history of television. I think it is. I think I go back to Breaking Bad. That was another one where I didn't watch the first season live. I caught up on that. And then I was watching the rest of it live. But I remember there was a push, a lot of people waiting for the last season. And they like they got the DVDs or whatever, and they watched it all. And then So th- that, I think you're going to have the same thing with Game of Thrones. So this week, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, as you can already tell by the, uh, uh, the time code there. So we're not going to do This Week in Hashtag Dork. Obviously, no Davies Video Game Minute. We're going to get right into the topic du jour, Shime, which... It's just the Game of Thrones season eight preview. They bon already they already they already announced there are just six episodes. As I said, here are the times. Just I'm going to say what episode it is, and then I'm going to say how many minutes, and then what your first reaction is. Just even if it's a sound, just that's all I need. Already, uh, episode one, April fourteenth, fifty four minutes. Okay. Episode two, fifty eight minutes. Sweet. Episode 3, 82 minutes lit. That is the longest of the series. There's never been an episode that long. Episode 4, 78 minutes. Perfect. Episode 5, 80 minutes. Oh, yeah. Episode 6, 80 minutes. We're ready to go. That's right. I'm ready. Because that is really, because last season was only seven episodes. The previous six were always ten episode seasons, all right around an hour long. So you're getting... You know, some pretty good bang for your buck here, I would say. Yeah, I think uh, last season was the first time they ever went really kind of over that hour. They yeah. had like one yeah, yeah. or two episodes that were about an hour 20. Um, and I think that's a good like length of the season wise. And this episode three is just going to be like but the cat's bananas. Man. Like this is going to be So that episode three, by the way, they're saying that's going to be the Battle of the Battle of Winterfell. Winterfell. And Which they say it might be 82 just, minutes of just battle. That's, I'm pretty sure this took, the like, the battle scene took nearly 11 weeks to film. Just this one scene. Oh, my like, God. It's going to be, like, one, like, it, like we, it is going to put the Battle of Bastards to shame. It is. No, it absolutely is. And that is the same weekend that Avengers Endgame comes out. <sighs> that might be, for us dorks, what more is there? There's nothing more There's than that. There's literally nothing There's more. There's nothing more. And it's one of the things Mac and Goo, me and Davey have been talking about is... After Endgame and after Game of Thrones, do we continue with the podcast? Like, what's the point? This, <laughs> I think this we're is be it. A this is the hot. For a little while. Yeah, this is it. I think we might just go back to like, hey, remember episode two? Like the fifth minute in, like here's something we missed. Like that's all we're gonna have. Is or do you have any concern at all that knowing where they are right now, and we'll kind of recap season seven pretty quickly, but where they're at right now, knowing that you're all right, we got to jump to some some sort of conclusion. Are they giving themselves enough time? This is what's been really bothering me that I've noticed is that it's I, I feel like this is going to be a little rushed. Like mm-hmm. as much as I love this show and I love this show more than just about anything on the planet. Yeah, I, I feel like they didn't give themselves enough time to really give it a good, good ending. Yeah. Um, so I'm worried that they're going to kind of shoehorn things in and they may just kill people off just to tie up loose ends. I which know. Which I, I think know. we kind of, in a way, in season seven, 
like the uh, the sand snakes. Yep. They seem to sort of had run their course, and they were like, "All right, well, they're not going to come back, so we're just going to kill them." Yeah, like, we're just going to make them prisoners like, and kill them. Like, yeah, like nice. it seemed like that because you know you look at it, and it's going to be a, about as much screen time as season seven. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you have three episodes that are eighty minutes or more. Actually, essentially four episodes that are about eighty minutes. So the six episodes looks like one thing, but it is you know you're you're going to be getting a, a good amount of time. One of the complaints last year. And I know uh, Ron Von Don was actually one of the proponents of like, hey, don't complain about this, is sort of how fast the travel was in season seven. Yeah. Because there's a couple of ways you can go. You can either, as a series, really draw things out, like The Walking Dead, and drive people crazy. Oh. Or you can do what Game of Thrones did, which they they created this world that was so big. And it was like, all right, if, like these characters were so far away from each other. And now in season six, it was like, hey, we're in Dragonstone. Now we're in Winterfell. Now we're in Dragonstone. And you're like, well, aren't these kind of further away from each other? But I, I think I kind of side with Davey on that. Like, let's just tell the story, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I you don't need, need to see them walking forever. You need to have some suspension of disbelief yeah, here. Like, right. we're in a magical world mm-hmm. that literally has dragons in it. So, right. like, for me at this point, Daenerys being in one place and then being in another place, like, that doesn't matter to that's me. That's fine. She's a freaking dragon. She, she not, also has a dragon. Right. Like, that's fine. And, and even even the travel with the other people, like, it's like, all right, we're at Winterfell. Now we're at King's Landing. Now we're in River Run. Now we're in Winterfell yeah. again. Like, that's, that's fine. fine with me. I'll that, get over it. That's fine like as long and you know because i don't need to see them sleep i don't need to see them do all this stuff and so as long as it's not too crazy where he just goes and then like comes back it's like a day trip like no no no, i don't care if time passed i don't need to see every single second so i'm fine with that so let's catch everybody up where are we at here following season seven i know you haven't you haven't recorded your recap just yet but sort of let's kind of Lay of the land here. Where are some of the people at? Obviously, it was a pretty chaotic ending. The wall has fallen. Yes. But take us through. How, how else would you so, describe season so seven? So right now, season seven, we have a large – basically, you have like three camps of people. It's you have the people in King's Landing, the people in Winterfell, and then the people in uh, at the wall. Right. And for the most part, the wall is just the Night King and his army marching through. Uh, having tearn down the wall thanks to his magic resurrected dragon. Son of a bitch. You're really the most emotional, probably the most emotional scene in all of Game of Thrones. There's been so many that deaths. pretty tough. I think the dragon death was the worst for me. I think um, watching Rob's pregnant wife get stabbed Oof. was top of the list for me. Yeah, but okay. the dragon was a close number okay, two. Okay, fair. Fair, very fair. That was intense. And then when you saw him come back, when they had all those chains. I don't know where they got all those chains, by the way. But they got know. all those chains. And they, they bring him out. And you're like, son of a bitch. So that was brutal. And so, yeah, they are they are moving. And a couple of guys there, two of my favorites, Beric Dondarrion and Tormund Giantsbane, were both at the wall. Really we don't like know. They could have gone either way. They could have, um, but they're too big of characters, I think, to die off screen like yeah, that. So I think, I think they'll we be back. In the trailer too, that we at least saw them. I don't oh, know point. if it was. maybe. Yeah. I mean, it could easily have been like a little flashback type yeah. of thing. Yeah. But we did see them in the trailer, like walking into some kind of cavern because Beric was holding a uh, like a torch. Oh yeah, and yeah he was yeah. with Tormund and a couple other people that I couldn't really okay. identify. All right. I think. So I, I but the think wall has fallen. Yeah, the wall is definitely right. fallen. <laughs> the wall is fallen. And they are watching the Night King's army march through, and they are like, holy shit, shit, we're screwed. Yes, they are. Absolutely. And so then you have your group at Winterfell being led by the likes of Jon, Sansa, Arya, um, 
We have Brienne and Podrick are there now because right. they're where Brienne's coming back from the Riverlands. Uh, Peter Baelish is now dead. Yeah, Littlefinger at dead. Winterfell. You got at some, the hands of Arya. Yep. Sweet kill. Oh, oh that's sweet kill. kill. Little little okie doke they gave. So him too. one complaint, it. and this should be more about season eight than season seven. But one complaint I had about season seven is some of the scenes with Arya and Sansa. To me, a lot of movies are guilty of this, where they're essentially just trying to swerve the audience. I feel like. Because some of their one-on-one conversations, based off of the end result, they had to be more on the same page than they were letting on. So I I actually think that the tension that they portrayed to be there is actually there. I think that Arya doesn't trust Sansa, like, as far as she could throw her. Okay. And I think that – but Arya cares about Jon in a way that's – For sure. Almost, like, similar to how Cersei cares about Jaime. Well, let's not go that far, Shime. How dare you? He was the one person that ever understood her because she was always kind of an outcast. Like, this is one of the big – they have a great relationship. Let's not yeah. let's not, not paint it as a Cersei. Well, that is exactly like, where the like people are going to go. Very intimate love. Well, please, please, you're making it worse. <laughs> like, hey, they have sex in treehouses. Like, let's wait till predictions. All right. Okay, I am. Wait. I can't wait for predictions. I but, can't wait for predictions. Uh, I, I just think uh, she trusts John and has a very intimate relationship with him, and I don't think she trusts Sansa at all, especially because knowing where Sansa's been with Cersei and Olena Tyrell and Littlefinger, learning from all these devious. people. People. Yeah, right, right. And, and so, but at the same time, I think Arya also recognizes that it is still her sister and that having more Starks around is never really necessarily a bad thing. No, that's probably true. And I think Arya, too, like, is just going to respect people that can handle themselves physically, I think. Exactly. Like, that's got to be part of it, where she's like, so John battles. Yep. And, like, she gets it. And, and like, she, like, relates with Brienne. Yes. And the Because they can take care of themselves. Exactly. And, like, okay. All right. And then the – so what's going on right now with Cersei Lannister? And it was sort of like a fake truths almost with with Daenerys. Yeah. So we, we had the, the giant council they had down in the dragon pit yep. uh, at King's Landing. And Euron Greyjoy, quote unquote, flees because he's scared right. of these White Walkers. And of let's course. be honest. Let me let me first identify that uh, Euron Greyjoy is not afraid of anything. No, he's not. This man is psychotic. Yeah, he's nuts. He's a great addition to the show. Awesome. Yeah. And he, I, I don't. And we all know that he's not just leaving to hide on the Iron Islands. We all think that he's probably going to go grab a nice little army for Cersei. Yeah. Uh, and she's just kind of feigning a uh, an alliance or not a. A truce for now yes. with Daenerys so that she can fight the the White Walkers coming from the north, and then she's going to fight Daenerys from the back, kind of get like a nice pinch attack going. Oh yeah, that's a good and, good technique, and really kind of maintain her hold on the Iron Throne. Do or at you least think, try to. Do you think Cersei is really pregnant? I do. See, I think it's a load of shit. Uh, wouldn't be shocked. Or do you think it's not Jamie's? Is and has a miscarriage. Oh, okay, but it, do you think it's Jamie's? No, I it's actually think Euron's. it's Euron's. Yeah. And I think that's nice. how she kind of keeps him, yeah, <laughs> keeps him tied in. Is how come we didn't get to see that scene? She's done it already three or four times in the show already between Jamie and Lancel Lannister, like having sex with people just to kind of keep them close to her and keep oh, them loyal. Right, right, right. And then she can dispose of them when she needs to. Yeah, so that makes sense. All right, and then so, and we can also get into, so... Last season, I wouldn't say a lot of major characters died. Here was the rundown of who died, though. I mentioned the Sand Snakes. They all died. Uh, the mother, though, Alaria Sand, mm-hmm. 
we assume is dead, but we don't see her dead body. Any chance yeah. she comes back? Doubtful. I, I think, think she's, she's probably dead. dead but I they didn't show it for some reason. This show, for whatever reason, really kind of didn't care about the Dornish people other than Oberyn. Oberyn and was so the fucking he man. He was the best, Holy right? Smokes. He was the He's one of the best knees. characters of all time. And then they just kind of... Like he dies, and then they just kind of move on from Dorn. Dorn becomes like an irrelevant. Yeah, they kind of they, they, it ran its course, but it was very important at the time. Exactly. And then, so Oberyn too. I was I got myself down a uh, wormhole of family trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong. Oberyn is like Danny's Danny Targaryen's like brother-in-law. Uh, or technically or her fuck. brother-in-law right? by marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck crazy because. Yeah, because Danny's older brother Rhaegar married Oberyn's sister Elia. Yeah, yeah, fucking crazy. It's nuts. It's so cool too when you go back and look at all the different battles and like whether it's Robert's Rebellion or some of the ones even earlier than that, and you see what houses were on what side mm-hmm. and how some of them, as the show has gone on, have sort of changed. Yeah, but that's that's another whole thing. But that's very enjoyable. Speaking of uh, houses, uh, the Tarleys are almost gone as Randall Tarley and Dickon Tarley <laughs> both <Great> die. <laughs> but Dickon. <laughs> Jamie would always make like a he comment. He really got too. dicked on. <laughs> okay, dick on. Dick on. He's like, and then uh, those guys were. So Randall Tarley though is one of these legendary fighters, right? Yeah. So like, uh, only second, and even maybe kind of tied with Stannis, he is like one of the legendary commanders in all of warfare. Like he is. Like, Didn't he second... defeat Robert Baratheon? Yeah, he was obviously one of didn't the kill only... him, but like he defeated him in war once. during Robert's rebellion. Yeah, he right, was right. like the only general to ever defeat Robert. So that's pretty, pretty and serious. Robert was, and Robert was never known for his um, mind. He was more known just yeah. for his power. He's a brute. But like you know, Robert had the likes of Ned Stark on his side and other guys who right. knew what the hell they were doing. Right. And so the Tarleys both get burnt up by uh, a dragon. Which is pretty dope. Old Lady Tyrell. Yeah. Now, we also don't see her die. Yeah, but she takes the poison. She drank the poison, and I'm going to assume it's the poison. So I think uh, Olena Tyrell is kind of in the same boat as Stannis. Like, we never technically saw Stannis die. I was going to ask you about Stannis. Yeah. Well, you told me about a theory about Stannis. Yeah, so I, I think there's a chance Stannis could be alive, that Brienne just kind of took him prisoner and has him hidden away somewhere. That would which be a be, sick reveal. Which would be kind of awesome. Yeah. But at, at the same time... I think he'd kill himself. Yeah. I think I, after thinking... If he was by himself long enough and he had the means... After I mean, really he burned about his what he, daughter at correct, the stake. Correct. I think and all of his men diverted, uh, deserted him. So yeah. I think I think he's gone. So I'm with you. Old Lady Tyrell's probably gone. She also goes out like a boss. Yeah, she does. She's like, oh, by the way, I killed Joffrey. Peace. Suck so she's it. out. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorites, Thoros of Mir, is dead. Yeah, feels bad, man. He got I basically know. eaten by a zombie bear. Zombie bear, which is Fucking a great z- way to go out. <laughs> there are, you could go out like Dick yeah. on Tarly. Could um, get burned alive. Somebody update Thoros of Mir's Wikipedia to say killed by zombie bear. Not a lot people have that on their wikipedia but thoros of mir which also means um my other favorite character beric dondarian is down to his final life yeah this is uh he's got he's one to get cat's ninth live right here Yikes. he's got to be careful with this one now this one's sort of uh, i guess i have an asterisk by but benjen stark yeah so benjen stark uh is definitely yeah dunzo There's he's no already kind of dead that. like it's just confu- yeah, he's, he's a confusing he's, one in the book they actually call him cold hands because he's basically yeah. a white walker he just has his mental capacity i guess yeah and pretty he's cool able to character kind of himself kind of a cop out there but he was able to swoop in and yeah, save he, yeah, snow the way that he did very fortuitous I but don't they know. needed something like snow john snow wasn't gonna die that way so no, they needed I to agree. do something and so i think it kind of worked out for the best he Obviously, was able to help yeah. Bran and then John. Right, so. exactly. Obviously, Littlefinger uh, is dead. That was pretty sweet by the uh, Stark girls. Oh, yeah. 
the dragon really just a goddamn shame <sighs> Dude, the worst so we already sort of hit on this but what characters could still be alive on that list again uh Alaria sand and olena tyrell die off camera but we both think they're dead and i'm Definitely. with you i think they're both dead for sure i think there's a chance stannis is still alive i think it's unlikely yeah but i think there could be that twist that like at the end of the day like brand knew that keeping him around was probably the best case and he could end up right. being like the rightful heir to dragons or uh storm's end yeah that's true now was there any other character that in previous seasons has died off camera i'm trying to think not many. I think most of them we have seen. Oh, so one guy, he's not dead, but we better see in season eight is Dario Naharis. I feel like we have we to. We have to. So my thing is, is I think maybe th- there has to be a way that they're going to tie him into the Golden Company. Uh, the Golden okay. Company historically has always been loyal to Targaryens yeah. uh, in, in many, many years past. And so maybe Dario kind of gets word that the Golden Company is heading to Westeros. Oh, interesting. And so he leaves Marine and kind of hitches a ride. Because he, we talked about this uh, with my buddy shark probably the best one-on-one fighter at least from what we've seen in the show like i'm sure like barristan selmy was really good back in the day or even robert or like all these guys Mm -hmm. were great in their own right but what they've actually shown he's never even really been tested like he's so dominant in one-on-one fights. i think there's a clear like top four when it comes to one-on-one fights and it comes down to dario the hound brianne and the mountain like i would disagree with you on the hound Really? I think the Hound, he lost to Brienne. He's lost to the Mountain. And I uh, think has he lost to the mountain? Well, he didn't do well. How did his face I mean, get burned? I mean, he was like six, so <laughs> he was a cut him some guy. slack. No, but there was another time where they had like a little sparring match. I think early in the season. Well, he right? kind of stopped the mountain from killing somebody at a yeah. uh, at the tournament. Yes, uh, and then kind of kneeled as the mountain swung his. Sword I think around. Oberyn is better than uh, both of them. Yeah. So I, if you're I mean, talking dead. dead people too, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. Oberyn and Khal Drogo have to be at the top t- towards yeah, the top yeah, of that yeah, list yeah. as well. Because okay. I mean. Prior to Drogo dying of a an infected cut that yeah, was yeah. basically infected by a witch, no, uh, true. he had never lost a one-on-one battle in his life. That's know, why his ponytail was how so How are you going to get an infection like that? Because well, he walked, gotta... he literally stepped into a blade <laughs> where, where because he's that at? badass. Where your brain's at. <laughs> that badass. Well, kind of dumb. Kind of a dumb move there, yeah, Cal. I think that's more Daenerys' fault. <laughs> yeah, might have been. Would have healed on might its have own. Been. You know who's also pretty good is, is, is uh, Jorah Mormont's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's legit. He's to be able to handle himself. Yeah, he's really tough. And I also think that uh, the likes of, if we're talking dead guys, I think Ned Stark has to be up there having fought. Ned's good. Sir Arthur Dane at the Tower of Joy. Right. Who's arguably one, one of the, the greatest swordsmen time, right? ever. So I definitely I mean, think he has to be up there. Two-hand Jamie Lannister is very good. Yeah, with his with his second hand, he was very good. He was very good. Braun. Your boy uh, Braun. Braun's, Braun's tough. Sellsword. He knows what he's doing. And I think at this point, too, there's so you many good matchups you could have. In there just I she would can, put Arya. She's shifty as crap. So like, like, it's nuts. Jagan Hagar. Yeah. I would think that he would be able to beat anybody. But as Shark said, I think a while ago, one-on-one wouldn't really be his strong suit exactly. but it's sort of like if you need a kill like that's, that's the guy you, you go want. to yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's an assassin he's right. not he's not a he's not a tournament fighter he's not meant to fight one-on-one he's meant to kill you when you you release it's a one-on-one like gladiator pit style i think i would still put my money on dario naharis a lot I of would, good choices though. i think yeah i think dario is the way to go i think brand just lumbers too much and yeah, i think dario is nimble and strong at the same time yeah I'm with you. So that's that's a sort of a, a side hole thing. But, yeah, it would have been cool. And then they're going to do all these prequel shows, too. So they might even show some nuts. other characters, too, which are going to be nuts. All right, this is always an important question, Shime. Who will be the first character, and I mean, you know, name character, like a character who is 
popular enough to have a Funko Pop. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. Okay. Who will be the first of those characters to die in season eight? This is this is probably the hardest decision of my life, considering myself <laughs> an Oz maker of, of my life. And a gambler. This is not a good run, then. This is not an easy choice no, to make. No, it's not. There's because a- I feel like there's a lot of people that could die, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that shouldn't die. And I think, ultimately, the first person that actually, the first person of name that dies this season, I'm going to go with Euron Greyjoy. Ooh, I think he's okay. going to die at the hands of Theon. Really? Yeah. The oh ultimate, my god! The ultimate arc for Theon ends with him saving his sister, the only person that ever tried to save him, and killing his uncle. Oh, that is pretty good. So, hmm. I think you're gonna get like a nice little storming of King's Landing with guys like Theon and Jaime the Hound. I hate Theon. And just like Theon sucks. Yeah, he does suck. He, I'm not. <laughs> he so sucks. I think no, 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 that's a good prediction, though. His I, story, his, it it like really still, sucks to still, watch. He's still there for a reason. Yeah, and I think the whole conversation he had with John last season, where John's like, "Dude, you're a Stark and a Greyjoy. You can be both," mm-hmm. is like really beneficial. And he goes, "I have to go save my sister." And John's like, "Well, what the hell are you still doing talking to me? Mm-hmm. Go save your sister." Mm-hmm. So I think that. Uh, this is sort of a side prediction, but I think eventually we are going to get the Mad Queen. I think that's something that Definitely. people have talked about a lot. And, you know, whether it's she sees her dragon uh, as an ice dragon or she just starts to have people around her die. So I think Grey Worm dies. Ooh, okay. I think that's one where he goes, She, he, they've been together for such a long time. She has so much respect for him. He's also, add him to the list, he's a really good fighter too, one on one. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He's an unsullied. They're he, just bred to fight. That's all they do. And I think somebody like that close to her goes, and then like, maybe even she sees it or something, and that really mm-hmm. messes her up too. Okay. So I'm going to go with, with Grey Worm. I like that. That's a good choice. Um, I don't know who necessarily kills Grey Worm. Now, it might be... It might be a walker. It might be like something like that. Might because be the Night King. It might. It could be the Night King. And okay, anybody else that dies early on? Um, Actually, no. It's, let me do a se- separate question. Which character, if you had to bet money on it, best chance of surviving all six episodes? The best chance of surviving Tyrion Lannister. A hundred percent. If 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 I'm putting my money on one character Tyrion to makes live it out this yeah. season, yeah, it's who Tyrion. makes it all the way through? Because you look what at about Tyrion- Varys. Ooh. I think Varys could. Varys is a, although I thought Littlefinger was a survivor, but he gets too close to the fire. Is yeah. his problem? Well, and I think Varys is very similar because yeah. he, he has he's connected all those secrets. I think Tyrion has proven time and time again that he doesn't fight, but he right. knows how to stay alive. He keeps himself alive at all costs. Because I don't think you can put money on Jon Snow, although he has died once. Yeah, so but, does, but I don't think he can. I don't think you can bring him back again. That's I don't just, think so. And like he's going to he's going to be in all these battles. It's like having unlimited ammo in GTA. That is true. Did you see that guy with the tattoo? I did. Oh my god, bananas! I don't like it. I'm not <laughs> that, on that. That's a, it's a little much. But yeah, I mean that's one of those things where you know a lot of people are predicting Jon Snow to be on at the end, but I feel like that's sort of the chalk pick, and it's not going to be the answer. And if anything, he's probably going to die. Yeah, I, I think George R. R. Martin said in an interview that he wants the ending of Game of Thrones to be similar to Lord of the Rings in the way that he wants it to be a bittersweet ending. He wants his main characters to be changed forever and there to be it drastic losses. Right. If it's a happy ending, like... There, it can't be. It cannot be. It, it would be so not... You cannot tie all yeah. this in a sweet little bow. Right. There has to be questions. There has to be pain. There has to be loss. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to do that with... You're not going to allow Danny and John and all these people to just get through unscathed. Do you have... Uh... All right, so 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 not just the first character, but other characters that you think might die uh, 
in a noteworthy fashion. So for okay. one, I, I have so Jamie Lannister. I think this is a popular opinion at this mm-hmm. point. Jamie is going to kill Cersei. Agreed. You agree with that? I, I yeah. definitely, I definitely think Kingslayer slash Queenslayer. Yeah, I, I think it just makes sense, and I think Jamie. It's going that way too. Like he's trying to. He's like, listen, like you, you saw the fucking zombie. Like yeah. this is a bigger concern, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I and don't then, care. I don't care. Yeah. And then she's like, got the mountain there, and she's like, almost threatening to like have Jamie killed. And Jamie's like, you're not going to kill me, but he's going to have to get to a point where, just for the survival of everybody, he's going to have to kill her. So I. I think it's weird because, like, I definitely think Cersei dies. Um, I'm not sure, and I want to say that Jamie kills her. I feel like all signs point to Jamie killing her. Well, because the, the, the what was the prophecy about she, uh, her younger brother's going to kill her? The Valencar. That one? Yeah. So, but that's the only thing that the show kind of absolutely left out was the whole Valencar prophecy. Okay. She did. The prophecy does say though that a younger and more uh, beautiful or a queen filled with beauty will cast her down. And so, a cool little hmm. idea. Is that uh, Brienne will be the one to kill her because they they call her quote Brienne the Beauty as a joke because she's supposed to be really ugly. Interesting. Uh, and so that she'll be the one in honor of Jamie almost B- more in like Jamie's memory. Oh, that's it. Uh, that could be. Who do you think is Brienne is more likely to have sex with, Jamie Lannister or Tormund? Oh man, more likely. I'm gonna go Tormund. I um, hope so because I, I've come. I've kind of rested with decision. Uh, I think another big name character that dies this season. Yeah, I think Jamie Lannister is going to die. Ooh, I have I have tossed this around in my head a lot. I thought Jamie might be he could. similar to the prince that was promised, and I think he's going to end up sacrificing himself in the Battle of Winterfell. Ooh, he's going to kind of help take down the Night King. He's going to basically kill him. He's going to be basically holding Thanos down while Jon kind of oh. kills him. And, oh, so they're going to team up. Yeah. I like that. That's and a good Jamie's going to die in the process. Oh, I like that. And as as Jamie's final words as he's dying, he tells Brienne, make sure to take care of my sister. And Brienne's going to be forced to kill her as she becomes a mad queen. Mm. So you got Brienne killing Cersei. I got Brienne. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go Brienne I'll still go with Jamie killing Cersei, but I could definitely see both Jamie and Cersei being dead and Tyrion when it's all said and done, being the last remaining Lannister. Yeah, I think, that, Which I think makes that's sense. just kind of how it makes yeah, sense yeah. to pan out. Although, are we going to find out, is it going to be made known that Tyrion's not 100% Lannister? Because isn't the working theory that he's also a Targaryen? He could be a Targaryen. Yeah, there's there's a lot of theories out there that he could be a son of the Mad King. So he could be technically oh, shit. Danny's half-brother as well. Because the best theory... Which is just bananas. And uh, Riddle Von Diddle brought this up last year. I don't know if he came up with it or he heard this. Was that the uh, Targaryens can only have successful birth if both parents have Targaryen blood. And when they don't, there's a death. And so if you look at it, Tyrion's mom died giving birth to Tyrion. Jon Snow's mom died giving birth to Jon Snow. Uh, Danny survived, but her kid didn't with Khal Drogo. And there might even be one other example. And if you think about that, it fucking makes a ton of sense. I think, I, I think it's more so even just a shroud of they quote they say it they call it melancholy in the books a shroud of melancholy surrounds all targaryens okay because you look back at rhaegar actually yeah rhaegar so aegon the king at the time so Ares' father 
Rhaegar's grandfather, Aegon, okay. was king. And he was having this huge party at Summer Hall uh-huh. for the birth of Rhaegar. Yes. And uh, amidst the party, they kind of basically pyromancers kind of like had too much fun mm, and everything classic. was burning down. And so Rhaegar was born amidst this giant fire and tragedy. And so that's why originally he was born in uh, fire and salt or smoke and salt. Okay. And so he was quoted thought to be Azor Ahai because that's what Azor Ahai is pronounced to be born in and yet that was not quite the case hmm. okay so i think it's just more so a targaryen thing where just targaryens just have this it's either shitty luck or just like bad juju on them where just people just die could be. During, yeah no it during it, it definitely could be but this one you know it kind of makes sense because then you know Tyrion being part targaryen i think i think that I, I like that theory to it yeah i do too the uh so there's definitely more death i mean out of Say the twenty, the twenty most popular characters. Do you think more of them make it through, or more of them die? I'm gonna go with the majority make it through. So, like, oh, if there were okay. twenty, yeah, like whoever like, they are, like the top twenty, yeah. I'd say like twelve are gonna make it through. Okay, so yeah, so eight like sounds 60%. right. Like, I, I do think you're gonna get a decent amount of deaths, like maybe even one per episode, like one significant death per episode. And I, well, I think so. I think like episode one's kind of gonna be vanilla in that the introduction, setting the setting. It They've up. done that before in previous season or season ones or episode ones where it's like. Here's where all the characters are. Here's their motivation. Let's get going. Although the way this last season ended, there's probably going to still be some action. I mean, once they show the wall, they need to sort of say, all right, how, how much of an advancement is the the Night King going to have? Yeah, and I think too. I think like you're going to get you're going to get a bulk of your deaths right there in episode three. I think it's going to be episode three yeah. and episode like five slash six yeah. where you're going to get the majority of your deaths. Cause it's going to be, you're going to start off kind of building in episodes one and two, you get the battle of Winterfell. There's going to be a ton of death there. Yep. You got to come down from that battle and then you're going to rise back up at the climax of the, the show. That's and pretty kind good. And get some more deaths. All right. Night King theories. I have uh, two. Okay. Let me hear them. The first one, <clears throat> I think, the Night King could be the Mad King. Ooh, I think okay. you, you go to the Mad King. I don't know if they ever knew what, what happened to his body. Did they ever say? Uh, they did not. I don't know if they said, of. at least in the show. I, I haven't read the book, but at least in the show. So I think he could be the Mad King. And one of the reasons, too, is he rides the dragon. Now, I know he turned the dragon, but the, what we're led to believe is that only Targaryens can ride dragons. And that's yep. why Jon Snow and Tyrion, if they want to, will be able to. But to this point, we've only seen Danny flying around and commanding the dragons. He's able to do it. I think it could be him. Plus, everything we know about him, he's an absolute psychopath. And so now he was able to get this power there and and lead. The internet theory, which I hope is not the case, is that Bran is the Night King. I hate that theory. I'm I'm. I'm more into the idea that the Night King is a Stark of yore, so like Bran the Builder, come back to life kind of thing. Like I'm more into that theory, and so that's why Bran and the Night King are connected, because of that Stark blood. Okay. Um, I'm more into that theory than the Bran theory. I agree. I think the Bran being the Night King theory is just a cop-out. Well, and the whole Three-Eyed Raven thing is weird to begin (laughs) with, if you ask me. If you notice, the Night King has only killed two things. Himself has killed two things so far in the show. It's been the Three-Eyed Raven and a dragon and so there has to be a reason to why he felt the need to kill the three-eyed raven instead of having one of his like white walker generals do it like he specifically grabbed the scythe slash axe thing from his guy and killed blood raven so now i also wonder and this is this is uh 
I don't know where I'm pulling this out of, but Bran, if Bran is the Night King, I wonder if at any point, this is sounds it's going to sound lame coming out, okay. but the only way they could end all of the fighting from like, you know, Starks, Lannisters, Targaryens, mm-hmm. everybody is to present this other challenge, right? Yeah. Is, is to present this from the North. And that's what Jon Snow and Daenerys are trying to do. And they're saying, listen, like there's no... There's no place to rule if these guys come down. And so maybe part of the motivation, again, if it's Bran, because I think Bran ultimately is a good guy. So maybe he's just thinking the only way we can end war is with, like, the war of all wars. Like, we need to sort of have this insane enemy and for them to sort of team up together. Yeah, I think – exactly. I think think it comes down to more so that it's just – they need you need an antagonist. It's not. Yeah. It's not necessarily. I don't think the show has enough time to flush out exactly who the Night King used to be or yeah. is or anything like that. I just think he's the big bad guy. Maybe he's he gonna is, come yeah. down, and you need to have a hero to save the it's day. It's like Snoke. Yeah. Who's you, Snoke? You're like, oh, Snoke's just a. It dude. doesn't matter. He's just. He's just a. <laughs> he's, a, ba- he's, a he's a. He's a bad guy. Yep. But and, yeah, there's still there's still like kind of some unknown with everything north of the wall. And like the a whole lot thing. of unknown. It's and just a lot of mystery. The Stark motto is also bizarre to me. Like their motto is winter is winter coming. Winter is coming. Well, so they've it's always been believed that they've been tied into the White Walkers. There's a ton of lore that said they even like a former Stark used to like get, sacrifice his babies to the White Walkers, like similar to Craster. Oh, how Craster did that. Oh, Jesus. Um, and he was called the Knights King Got because it. he used to be a Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. And he lived mm. at the night fort. Mm. And so and that's where the, the the fort where the tunnel goes underneath the wall where Sam goes and Bran goes to get like to and from. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, Sam's another <laughs> guy who I could see making it through with all the I, way. I agree. For I sure. Totally like agree another because I think guy. he just because he's the George R. R. Martin character. He's yeah, literally yeah. in the story to write everything down. And he's gonna have to yeah, exactly. So I think I think somebody has I to think live to make tell it. the story. Yes. I I think he will I think he will make it. All right, who's gonna be on the throne at the end? <sighs> I'm going to throw you a curveball. Please, I'm ready for it. So I don't think anyone will be on the throne at the end. I like that. I think that, I like there, that theory. I think that there won't be a throne. Ooh. I think that when Daenerys says she's going to break the wheel, I think they're going to break the monarchy system because mm. completely. I think that they're going to change the dynamic in the world of Westeros. They're going to create a Republican Party and a Democratic Party. And then they're <laughs> Not gonna... <laughs> quite. I think they're going to keep their seven kingdoms separate. And a Whig party. You're yeah. going to have your leaders of the seven kingdoms, the people that uh, those the people of those kingdoms respect. And so if technically whoever sits the Iron Throne is whoever is in charge of the part of Westeros that contains the Red Keep, then my guess is going to be someone like Tyrion or Gendry. But... Ooh. But if it comes down to it, honestly, I just I don't think I think they're going to break the system instead of just leave it this broken system that they've seen fail. For so years do you and think years. it basically in this season goes from Cersei to Danny and then Danny just destroys it? Yeah. All right. Think, so like she eventually like technically she will be on the so, throne. But then and then she'll be like, listen, this is not how we it works. Well, I kind of I more so even think that it's like Cersei is going to basically blow up King's Landing with wildfire, which is going to like destroy the throne. Mm. And Danny's going to die in the process of fighting the White Walkers. OK. And John in her memory is going to be like, no, she wanted to break the wheel. We're breaking everything. This is how we're going to do it now. Oof. Yeah, actually, that made made me think of what could be a badass scene is if. Danny and the Night King are like staring at each other, and then the Night King tries to burn Danny, and it doesn't work. And yeah. she just stares back at him, like, bro, 
She's like, I'm the unburnt. Me. I'm the unburnt. I am never heard burnt. Where's Get the <laughs> breaker of change? Misa, they call me. Yeah, where's my where's my lady with all the uh, with all the nicknames I have? There's like a thousand names. Masande, right? tell yeah, Masande, Masande get over here. Get over here. Does Masande make it through? Uh yes, I say yes. I hope so. I think she becomes She's an fantastic. advisor. I think between I think a lot she of your could, advisor yeah. characters are gonna make it through. So your Tyrians, your Masandes, yeah. Varys, Sam, those people. Yeah. The people that offer loyal counsel. And aren't out for self gain. Now, was it you that was telling me another uh, working theory could be that Jon Snow and Danny's baby? So that's ultimately thing. at the end is in charge. And even if Jon and Danny die, Tyrion maybe uh, looks after the the young boy or girl, and yeah. then that person takes over. I think I think that's a very likely scenario that you know in a in the battle either with Cersei or with the white walkers and everything John and Danny end up both dying but Danny has given birth to this baby yeah. that now Tyrion is kind of king regent for now as the baby grows older right cuz she's not having like a baby for no figure reason yes. to take oh, care yeah. of Daenerys' yes. baby after yes. Daenerys took care of her I like that and and Grey Worm is there to train him and make him into a soldier yeah. and then they, he becomes the greatest king Westeros has ever known so or I queen. like I like that I mean cuz again they're not doing that for no reason yeah, like that is clearly going to be very important, I think, to this story. Um, what do you think is Arya's arc in this? Because she still has a few names on her list. Arya does have a few names on her list, and it's weird because I don't think she's going to kill any of them. I really want her to get Cersei. I already, claim, I already believe it's going to be Jaime, and I know you say it's going to be Brienne, but Arya would be the sweetest. I think one. Arya would be the sweetest yeah. victory for us. But again, yeah. I think it's a bittersweet thing. Yeah, and I don't think she's going to get to claim that kill. I think she got to claim that Littlefinger kill, and she's going to get to claim a lot of zombie kills. I think if but, she, oh yeah, a lot of zombies. That, but she's not going to get the mountain. She's not going to get the hound because I think she's I don't friends think with the hound. I don't, I don't think she wants. She she Agreed. had a chance to kill the hound already, and she didn't take it. She won't. I she think won't she kill the hound. Him. And there was a great scene when the hound and Brienne are talking about Arya still being alive, and he, she, he's like, I'm not going to like mess with her. And Brienne's like, yeah. yeah, nobody needs to worry yeah, about her Yeah, she's like, aren't anymore. you watching her? She's like, no. No, <laughs> everybody needs, needs to be watch. scared of her now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That, was, that was a great scene in the, yep. in the last one. So, um, It's like two happy parents like reminiscing about They really kid. are, right. Just two killers, and I have another yeah. killer out there. So I think outside of the... Uh, dragon dying, the worst thing would be Arya dying. I agree. I, I need her to make it through. I want her to make it through too, but like it's at the same time, it's like, what's her end game? Well, Where's is there is there enough time to? here for her story arc too? Because you want to find out. There's also like, is Jagan Hagar Sirio Pharrell? Like, are they the same person? Uh, there's theories that say they could be. Uh, there's a lot of theories that have said that like everybody Arya has met that has really kind of impacted her to this point has been Jock and Hagar. Jock and Hagar is nobody. Yeah. He is he is he is no one. Man, That's the point of being crazy. a faceless man. Yeah. And that they knew exactly who Arya was and that who she could be, and they kind of pushed her to this. And they knew she'd leave eventually, but they needed to prepare her for what she was to face. What is the history of the faceless men? So ultimately they used to be slaves. Years and years ago, before the Doom of Valyria, they okay. were slaves that worked inside of volcanoes mining gold and silver for these magician kings that mm, like, like that. ruled Valyria. Yeah. Okay. And the magician kings were saying to hold back the volcanoes from erupting everywhere. And so um, the first faceless man was said to be a man that came around to slaves who wished for death and gave it to them. And wow. then the Targaryens said 
they saw a vision mm -hmm. that the doom of Valyria was going to happen, so they left. But the theory is that they paid one of these faceless men to kill off these magicians and eventually lead to that magic not being able to hold the volcanoes back anymore and leading to the doom of Valyria. Oh. And that's kind of how the faceless men came into play. Yeah, because it's interesting. Like, they're just sort of on, like, the outskirts of all this stuff. Like, there's so much going on. Then you have, like, this group over here, that, which are pretty mysterious. And they're so impactful. Yeah. It's oh. so quiet, but so yeah. impactful. Yeah. And so, our, yeah, I think you 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 need to kind of get to that loose yeah. end at some at some There's point. There's a loose end that needs to be tied up there, and right. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do it. Yeah, um, but I'm curious. I'm curious for sure. What about Sansa? Does she remarry? Does she? What do you think happens? I think she can remarry. I actually think it's going to be something like she remarries and Gendry, maybe, and like is putting King's Landing. Yeah, and like she's like one of the. Like the, she's one of the leaders. She's I one can of those, see that. like, or like she gets sent to Dorne or something because Dorne's kind of leaderless right now. Yeah, um, and right. she she is seeking power. She wants some kind of power and 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 responsibility, and she's gaining it. I mean, or she goes and becomes the queen of the Vale. The Vale doesn't have a leader right now. She, right. The Vale army is following her at, in the north. So That's I think true. that kind of makes the most sense as she goes and claims the Vale for herself. And then the uh, the Red Lady we haven't talked about at all. Yeah, she. Is it Melisandre? Masande and then Melisandre. And Melisandre. That's a pain in the ass. But <laughs> Melisandre, what, what, I mean. She tells Varys last season, she said, we must both die in this strange land. Right, so she right, good. I'm to, glad you brought that up. She has to be here, and I think she's definitely going to die. But I don't we know saw, what the like what the scenario. Like, is we she saw her come? super old in one thing. Yeah, which is but weird. so why I did think she that was useless? Why did she say that to Varys though? Why does he also have to die in this land? I don't know. So I think they're just both tied into the whole magic thing um, because yes. like Varys's story is that like when the. Like when he got his dick cut off, because yeah. that's why he's a eunuch, it got right. thrown in a fire and this voice like spoke to him. Oh, for God. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a really weird story. Oh, my but God. But they both are tied into magic and they both ultimately just want what's best for the world. Okay. Um, in, in two completely separate ways. Melisandre's yeah, way man. crazier version. Way crazier. And Varys is much more kind of silently sinister version mm. um and but i think they're both gonna meet a cruel end one way or another uh um, yeah they could and i'm not i'm not really sure how like i like there's a theory that melisandre shows up with an army of fire to help john fight the white walkers which is crazy and oh I don't my think that god happens. no I don't, I don't think that happens either unfortunately shine we uh i could talk about this for like five more hours i, know. I definitely could what do you got what do you want to wrap up with here anything else uh, ultimately i just want to i think the uh if you look you know me gambling guy yes uh bovada actually has odds on who's gonna sit the iron throne yes uh bran is currently at plus 300 i hate that i, I don't like stupid. that one either i hope it's not him uh john Snow plus three fifty. That's I'm okay a sucker's bet. I think. I agree. I mean, obviously, you need to put him as one of the favorites, but to me, it sounds like a sucker's bet. I think your value picks right now are uh, Tyrion or John and Danny's child. At Tyrion's at plus a thousand. John and Danny's child plus fourteen hundred. Yeah, those are good. Those are better bets. And then I think um, then Gendry at plus. He's all. He's jumped from like plus twenty two hundred to Ooh. plus seven hundred. He's a Baratheon. He technically brought is, him back into the there's game. There's also a theory that he's technically the son of Cersei. Oh, Robert. I love that theory because you because of why? Uh, in first season, when Bran is in a coma, Cersei's talking to Catelyn and says, "I had a brown-haired son once too, but he died to a sickness." Oof. And Robert and Cersei had sex on their wedding night, but Robert called her Lyanna, so that's why Cersei always hated him. And maybe she gave up the baby because Gendry never knew his mother. Really good. So really good. 
Well, Shime, thank you so much. We could probably do several more episodes. In fact, throughout the year, the six episodes, we're going to try to do some uh, recaps and, and things like that. Hell yeah. Check out the YouTube. Check out Shime Time at Shime Time on Twitter and Twitch. Of course, we're at Dork Podcast on the uh, on the tweets. Going to be a double dork week. We have a WrestleMania preview with Jason Rossi coming up. And don't forget the live show, April 7th, Woo. where we are previewing Endgame. So much in April. So excited to get to. Uh, Shime, thanks for coming in, my man. My pleasure. Anytime. Another perfect episode.